It's early December. Taylor Coyne and I are in New York, Midtown Manhattan. We are currently walking through Rockefeller Center. We are seeing a selected few ice skating on the ice skating rink. We're walking by the huge tree, all beautifully lit, and heading to FAO Schwartz. FAO Schwartz, the iconic Fifth Avenue toy store, closed its doors in 2015. Then in 2016, the 360 Group acquired the rights to FAO Schwartz from Toys R Us. Now in 2018, in November to be precise, a new FAO Schwartz opens. It's 20,000 square feet in size and it's at 30 Rockefeller Plaza. On this episode, a look inside the new FAO Schwartz store. Plus, we're going to go to Nike's House of Innovation flagship on Fifth Avenue. Right next door, we're going to visit Dyson's Demo Store. And then we're going to go down to Brooklyn for lunch at DeKalb Market Hall. It's retail theater in New York City. You're listening to Where We Buy. It's the show about the things we buy and the places we buy them. My name is James Cook, and I research retail and real estate for JLL. This is the show where we talk with retail experts and visit shopping spots across the nation. We met up with Renee Hart, who works with 360 Group. Renee works specifically with the Sharper Image brand, which is another store that I fondly remember from my childhood. There's a Sharper Image area within the FAO Schwartz store, and we're going to dig deeper into that more in an upcoming show. Renee let us in the back entrance, which was cool because we skipped the line, and yes, there are lines to visit this store. You guys have been in this space what, like a month? How long less, have you been? less than a month. From day one, lines out the door. Um, and as you can see now, lines at the register as well. Um, it's, it's blown everyone's expectation away. Taylor and I were trying to act like adults, but it's really tough at FAO Schwartz. You just have to tell me what the, per, what the one thing is that you want to buy here above all others. I'm not ready yet. We have to figure out the right. whole story. Before, before we leave, you tell me what your one thing is. I'm like really into the puzzle section though. Like I really like puzzles and these are some high quality puzzles. I'm not saying that's my one gift yet. All right. This is Marvin's Magic. And we've got uh, real magic tricks happening live, uh, which will blow any kid's mind. you got the coin tricks, the card, and plus my favorite, this one here. So he's got a red handkerchief. He's flowing it around. He's putting it in his hand. And it's poof, it's disappeared. Done. Amazing. That, that is the easy part. The You're hard part is to make it come back. Uh, it was in his mouth. Whoa. Very good, John. Whoa. That was Whoa. awesome. At that point, there's more Whoa. of this. Whoa. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Even if you never went to the old FAO Schwartz on Fifth Avenue, you've probably seen the movie Big. The scene where Tom Hanks and Robert Loggia dance out chopsticks on the walking piano. So, of course, the new FAO has its own version of that piano. All right, this might be the most crowded section of all people queuing up to look at the human piano. We got a little uh, toddler bouncing around on the, the grand piano. FAO Schwartz has long focused on being a one-of-a-kind retail destination. So in addition to that walking piano, they've done all kinds of things in the past. They had a Muppet workshop at one point, design your own dolls, uh, living toy soldiers out front. 
The new incarnation is a bit smaller. So the old FAO Schwartz was about 61,000 square feet. This new one is 20,000 square feet. But it certainly has the same spirit. And it's got all these different themed areas that are meant to appeal to almost any kid. Um, Well, the hottest section is the Build-A-Bear section. But I know that section's shopped really well. Melissa and Doug downstairs, they have like kid shopping carts so you can go and, and shop, a cash register and everything. Their own little mini supermarket. It's really cool. What? That's what I want. Oh, the race cars? All right. So this is the customize your racer section. So there's an entire wall of remote control parts. Car parts. It's all built from us, from scratch. We got the wheels, everything there. So these guys, they get a printout and then they assemble what I choose. Exactly. That's awesome. Is this what you want for Christmas? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. But can I also have an add-on of one of the stuffed animals from upstairs? Okay. It could be like my driver. All right. All right, what's your number one present? Oh. Um... Know, the, magic, the magic kit looks pretty cool. Or else that Swarovski crystal microphone. That's it. That's me. 360 has big plans for the FAO Schwartz brand. Um, with stores in China and Canada. They're also doing pop-ups in Europe and Australia. And they're also opening up some airport stores, including in LaGuardia and Midway in Chicago. Now let's take a walk down 49th Street and up 5th Avenue. Right, so we're heading up fifth. Dyson store and the Nike store. So you're probably most excited about the Dyson store, right? Obviously. Taylor, Taylor, tell Gar about the the Dyson store. And with us was another retail investigator. Uh, I'm Gar Herring. I'm senior vice president of retail development here at JLL. I have a weird interest in vacuums and ever since Dyson opened up their store I almost want to call it a brand store I guess it's a store you can walk out with products right we're here this is it Uh. it all goes on when you walk in so there's screens everywhere showing (laughs) everybody's drying their hair a little quick blowout. Oh, it feels really nice. It'll blow me away. Wow. I would imagine this blow dries your hair in a quarter of the time a normal hair dryer takes. What's that retail for? $400. $399.99. You press the button on the table and there is this kind of looks like a hair curler, but when you turn it on, you realize it's a hair dryer, and they have a little tassel right next to it, so you can see how when you would turn it on, it would wrap your hair perfectly in a curl as it dried, so no longer would you have to dry your hair than curl your hair, you could do it all in one. The goal of this store is really not about sales, but to educate people about these Dyson products, and I think they've done a really good job. There's so many different demo areas, We've got somebody uh, vacuuming. Now, this is a wall of, these aren't vials, they're small plastic containers. It's an entire wall lit up, and clearly what this is meant to demonstrate is they're little containers of all the different things that you'd make a mess with in your house. So you've got Cheerios, you've got sprinkles, and then I, I imagine what you do is you'll shake that on the floor and then, oh, this is, and then practice uh, vacuuming with it? Yes. 
Yes, so real life, you can actually see how well it's going to pick up sprinkles or dried pasta shells or confetti after a New Year's party. They also have various types of dust and dirt on the bottom also. Oh, they have rice. What would you like? Sprinkles. All right, so we're gonna pick the sprinkles. We're gonna... That's actually a real life kind of thing from my house because we make pancakes and then the girls put sprinkles on them and they're all over the floor. But instead of a Dyson, I have a dog, so that's my solution. All right. Oh my goodness, that this is giving me an anxiety attack. So he just he just threw sprinkles everywhere, and he's handed Taylor uh, a vacuum. Very nice. Ooh, I hold it down. Ooh, there is nothing more satisfying than the sound of your vacuum picking up stuff. It's pretty lightweight. You There's can feel the suction to the ground on it. You can feel it. Sucking to the ground. And it's um it's battery powered so there's no cable. I'm doing a Dyson commercial at this point. Yeah, seriously. What's this one sell for? Uh $449.99. I mean see they've got a, a sink in the back for hair washing and get your hair so you can try out the complimentary uh, a curling iron hair dryer combo. This is a model of a Dyson digital motor that's probably like ten feet high, about would you say? Seven. Because I'm Cause well, it's elevated. I'm, oh, okay. Right, okay. So it's like a seven feet high. Because I'm six feet and I'm thinking, but. but okay. This uh, is a. Go, we'll go meet halfway. Eight. Eight, eight point two five. Okay, um, done. So this is just a huge blow up of a Dyson motor. And this is just straight up retail theater, right? You know, I'm not like coming up and, and saying, oh my goodness, I'm learning so much about this Dyson motor. But it, it's huge and it's very beautiful. It's very cool. It really is. It looks like a little bit of an art installation, but it's actually, you know, at the little sign, it says that all of these fit into, I mean, you can actually see, they open it up, so you can see the technology in the hairdryer. Mission accomplished for Dyson, because I'm really excited about a vacuum, which I never thought I would say those words. I'm excited about a hairdryer, of which I don't even blow dry my hair that frequently, only when it's cold out. You know, it's a great example of Fifth Avenue is really to display your brand, but I'm sure everybody experiences it to be able to go home and order it online or buy it in another location. But very impressive. Next up is Nike's House of Innovation. It just opened on November 15, and it's right next door to the Dyson Demo Store. Nike's goal is to create sort of this blend, this hybrid of digital and physical retail. So, for example, one floor is stocked solely based on data they have of local buying tastes for people who live in the area. And the whole store is integrated with the Nike smartphone app. I hooked up my Nike account to their Nike app. Okay, so what does that do for us? So, apparently, when you walk through the store, it will know that I'm in the store because I've downloaded the app. It has my shoe size, so apparently if I can maybe go up and I see a pair of shoes that I like, maybe I scan something and I can ask for it to be sent to a dressing room. We'll have to test it out. Maybe we can try on some shoes or something. You don't have to twist my arm. Looking at, so a big part of the Nike innovation, our house of innovation, is about customization. So you can come in with your design and you can see them make everything. We're seeing people dye white Nike shoes in the back. We're seeing a bunch of different dyes, laces of different colors, Nike swooshes in different colors. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and screens everywhere, a wall of white shoes that are kind of like blank canvases. 
that you could, you know, you start with just a pure white Nike and then the sky's the limit as to what you can do with the colors and laces and air. It looks like some crazy designs on these swooshes, like, I don't know, what are those, like talons? So I think that's a talon breaking through the Nike swoosh. But even look at here, there's a maker studio. It says Nike by you. They have different pieces of leather strips, more laces. I think really just to kind of get your create creative juices flowing on what you can build. But they said that they have a, uh, a artist come in to design these shoes, and that's a currently a tattoo artist that's in here, and you can customize your shoes. And I guess the, I'm not sure if the artist picks what he wants, or you know, if you tell him what you want to do. There's an instant checkout area, so Taylor has the Nike app on her phone so if there's anything in the store that she likes she can just scan it and pay for it instantly with her phone and then you can come to this instant um, checkout kiosk uh, where you can drop the hangers in the hanger drop and grab a bag and you just head out the door and you've got the proof of purchase right there on your phone. Some really streetwear inspired workout gear like this is you're big into streetwear right Taylor like that's all you wear? That's me, in a nutshell. I know all of the listeners have never seen me, but think of me in streetwear. She's just... All right, so we've got the app on the phone. We've got a, a puffy winter jacket. Now you scan it? I don't actually know. But where's, like, can you scan a product and give us more information about it? I mean, you definitely can. I'm just trying to figure out where, how you do that. Okay, so now I had to turn on location services. And as soon as I did, it recognized that we were here. And all I have to do now, it allowed me to open up the scanning capability. And now I can go and scan different products. It's a scan. <gasps> cool. Okay, so you scan the app. Mm -hmm. Now what happens? Now, the little scan barcode is at the bottom of this mannequin who has a whole outfit on. And now I can shop every single look from what this mannequin is wearing. And I can say, okay, I really like this jacket that she's wearing. I can be like, all right, I want it in a medium. And I add it to my try-on list. And then after I continue shopping, I can say request try-on. And I think it, do it, request try-on. And the request was received. And while they're working on the request, we can keep shopping. And they'll tell us when it's ready. And I would assume they'll tell us what floor and which fitting room. All right, so as we're walking up the stairs, Taylor's doing this. This is five stories. Huge. This is really, it's impressive. But you can book a session with someone, you know, like a sneaker fitting or something like that. So wait, Nike expert sessions are free one-on-one -on -one sessions with in-store experts. Oh, wow. I wonder where. So how long ago did we order that on the I app? don't know. We should have, uh... oh, wait, head to fitting room. It's already done. So what's it say? Head to the fitting rooms on floor two. It's located to the right of the main footwear wall. All right, and we're gonna go try on our long sleeve training wrap. Should we go up? No oh, thank you. So I've gotten into a dressing room. I just tried this on and it's actually very soft and it didn't take very long. If you've done shopping in the past in Manhattan, you probably remember Nike's Nike Town store. That was the previous flagship, and they closed that in 2017. This new House of Innovation flagship is over 68,000 square feet. It is quite big. 
And it's actually the second house of innovation. It's the first in the U.S. The one before it opened in Shanghai earlier this year. Do we have anything else we need to hit? Are we going to Brooklyn? Okay. Our last stop is City Point, and for that, we need a train. All right, so we're in the F train, uh, heading to Brooklyn. Heading to Brooklyn. The next stop is so in 2004, the New York City's Department of Economic Development adopted the Downtown Brooklyn Plan. So they did some a bunch of zoning amendments to essentially spur development in the area. So this was part of that project. The first plan or first phase was City Point Tower 1. It opened in 2015 as 200 units of affordable housing and 50,000 square feet of retail space. There's an Alamo Draft House, Century 21, Flying Tiger, also Copenhagen, uh, Cats, obviously, at the market, and then there's a Target and Trader Joe's. I've heard the market hall is, uh, it's a little hidden feeling, like you're kind of like, am I going in the right direction? And there's like one sign for it, but you sort of feel like, you're just going to the Trader Joe's and then all of a sudden it opens up in the basement. Like you go down these stairs and in the basement it's a big big market hall. All right, so uh, we're at City Point, Prince Street. All right, so we're looking at uh, Trader Joe's. We've got a urban format Target. I was very excited to visit DeKalb Market Hall. It's big, it's 60,000 square feet. They've got 40 vendors, all of them local and regional, no big chains. Plus, they've got Katz's Delicatessen, which is the marquee name. Katz's has signage uh, on the wall leading down to the food hall. So we're taking the escalator down into DeKalb Market. Interesting, no names of DeKalb Market. It just advertises Katz's yeah, on the it. Big, the big draw is Katz's Deli, but... There are a whole bunch of vendors. The Trader Joe's here borders the food hall. We've got Cats, Forager's Butcher. I mean, you want to try fried pizza? How do you pronounce How do you pronounce that? So it looks like it's a fried pizza with jalapenos on it. Oh, it, meat. Oh, it's so, like, apparently it's a type of salami. Nduja. N-D-U-J-A. Unless you don't do the N, it's just Nduja. Nduja. Which has mozzarella, Nduja salami, jalapeno, and hot honey. All right. Oh, and it's um, that's uh, Berlin, um, so that's like German street style kebabs. They look actually really good. That wrap looks good. Uh, Jamaican. Mmm. Jerk chicken. There's one, two, three, four, five, six cases, all kinds of craft beers. So I'm going to try the Purple Passion Ghost Ale. Okay. Ooh! That's really good. And I'm like super into the way that looks. That is a really good pizza. Man, I am still thinking about that pizza. So... The vendor is Forcella, and they roll out the dough, and then they deep fry the dough, then they take it out of the fryer and put on toppings, and then they actually cook it in an oven. It sounds unhealthy, and it probably is, but man, it is good. I'm still thinking about that pizza. Wow.
What I think is so impressive about City Point is that it's got all of the daily needs stuff that locals need. So it's got a Target and a Trader Joe's. Plus, it's got lots of cool stuff um, for visitors, like the food hall. There's a lot of other boutiques that are geared towards visitors as well. I'm sure lots of people visit FAO Schwartz that live in New York, but mostly it's for out-of-towners. And then Nike's Innovation Lab, I mean, I think that's certainly a, a tourist destination too. But to give Nike credit, they've paid special attention um, to ways to make it fit local tastes. In a sort of sense, it's kind of like a supersized version of Nike by Melrose, which is a really small um, Nike store in Los Angeles that's meant to be tailored specifically to that local community. For me, this is one of the things that makes prime urban corridors like Fifth Avenue so special. When you set up a store there, it's not like you're setting it up on Main Street, New York. It's like you're setting it up on Main Street for the entire world because so many people come and visit. If you want to learn more about um, Prime Urban Corridors, by the way, we just dropped a great new report. It's called City Retail. Um, and if you go to jllretail.com and click on Retail Intelligence, you can download the full report. And it's an overview of all of the prime urban corridors across North America. We're always looking for comments and feedback from you, the listener. Feel free to leave us a message on the Where We Buy hotline, and we'll use it on an upcoming show. Just give us a call at 602-633-4061, and just be sure to tell us your name and where you're calling from. Regular astute listeners might notice that I'm sounding a bit stuffed up today. That's because I happened to catch a cold while I was in uh, New York uh, recording this latest episode, but we're not going to let that stop us. And uh, I don't want you to miss an episode because um, I'm going to get healthy again. I'm going to start sounding good. So be sure to subscribe to Where We Buy on the iPhone podcast app on Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. And uh, if you like the show, tell a friend about it. If you want to check me out on Instagram, my handle is jamekoo, J-A-M-C-O-O. -O. Uh, my name's James Cook. It's the first three of James and the first three of Cook. You know, it's a little weird. And our theme music is Run in the Night by The Good Laws under Creative Commons License. a great feel. You just pull the trigger. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to just pick up. There's some junk over here. I'm just going to pick it up. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is great. I need one of these. I woke up today and I said, you know what I need? A training wrap. <laughs> I got to practice my wraps for tomorrow. My name is James and I'm here to say I love retail in a crazy way. That was actually really good. Yeah, I wrote that myself. It. Yeah. So these right here, I have a pair of those. And yesterday, I went out running, and I got geared up, and I pulled them on, and I forgot to put shorts on over them. And I'm walking out the so door. That guy. I'm walking out the door, and my wife goes, "You don't have any shorts on. You just have tights on." I'm like, "Oh my god! I am so glad you caught it." 
because you feel like you're wearing pants. Well, right, but you're not. But no, no one should see that. <laughs> All right, so real quick, we've got the purple something and the something something. Yep. Do you remember what they're called? Mine's called the the brewery. The the brewery is called Finback. Okay. I, uh, I have an IPA, but apparently it's unfiltered, so it kind of looks like it's orange juice. We'll take a take a sip. It's awesome. All right, let me try this one. Oh yeah. Like I can drink that. Really good. All right, and now we're gonna try the other one that I forget the name of. I'm really good with this. Remembering purple, things. purple, purple, people eater. So this purple people eater. <laughs> Whoa. Good. Give. I want to know your serious thoughts on this. Okay, hold on. Oh, it's a sour. It's very sour. I did not know that. <laughs> Just on the salt, fat, acid, and heat, this is, uh, having just watched that on Netflix, this is the entire uh, acid episode in, yes. in one cup. This is a one on the uh, pH scale. <laughs> Maybe a two. It tastes like you're drinking a citrus fruit. It hits you in the back of the tongue. It really does.